Star Wars 7x7 episode 3411. We talked about the weak points, as it were, in the Ahsoka series yesterday, and today we're going to talk about the strong points in the series, things that were really awesome in season one. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So yesterday we talked about the weak points, the things that we wanted to critique about Season 1 of the Ahsoka series. So let's go the other way and talk about the awesome things about the Ahsoka series. And I would love to know what you found awesome about the Ahsoka series. So if you're catching this on YouTube, hey, comments are right there. And if you're catching an audio version of the podcast, head over to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. Leave a comment there. I would love to hear what you think and let's get started so one of the things I think was particularly awesome about season one of the Ahsoka series had to do with lightsaber fight scenes so yes there were moments where it was a little bit posy (laughs) in some cases but if you watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and thought to yourself, oh man, I wish there had been more lightsaber battles or you know that there had been more lightsaber fighting in action, you know, then yes, you absolutely got what you were wishing for in the Ahsoka series. I mean, lightsaber fights aplenty, which was fantastic. They clearly set out to you know, make sure that we got as much of that as we could possibly handle. And honestly, they did it very well, like different fighting styles. And of course, saving the absolute best one for last between Morgan Elspeth and Ahsoka Tano. Oh gosh, yeah, that one was the battle to end all battles. It was so good. I don't know if it necessarily tops, say, the you know Obi-Wan Anakin fight in Revenge of the Sith or the Darth Maul Qui-Gon Obi-Wan fight in Phantom Menace, but man, oh man, it was right up there. Another thing I'll say that was really great was the dogfighting scene. So that actually worked out really well too. Every spacefaring fight situation between the you know one fight over Cetos and the other fight over Peridia, like those were also very well executed too. And I do enjoy dogfighting in Star Wars. So yeah, that was very well done too. For a third thing, I'll say I definitely believe that they got the Rebels characters right. So we had Sabine and Hera and Chopper and you know, more of Ahsoka than we've gotten previously. And it, they all felt right to me. Now, I know that there have been you know some notes online, particularly about eye color of characters. And also I think about just Hera's skin and Leku and that sort of thing. And, you know, I thought back to the fact that I had watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and the trailers and teasers and whatnot and was looking at the Grand Inquisitor and thinking like, that does not look like a Grand Inquisitor in animation. Like maybe that's not the same Grand Inquisitor. Maybe they promoted a new guy or something happened to the other guy or something like that. No, it turned out it was the same character. And so just, yeah, the translation from animation to live action is, yeah, you know, things are going to be different. And it was nothing that really took me out of the show as far as the character interpretation. The same goes for Thrawn, too. I mean, he was definitely not the, you know, the slim, you know, sleek and, you know, sort of gauntly... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Just the, you know, ascetic kind of character almost that I thought him to be. Like, I definitely felt him to be more of a Tarkin-like, you know, physicality. And that was definitely not him in the Ahsoka series. But again, that just 
made me think that, yeah, maybe he's lost a few steps. But otherwise, yeah, character interpretations for what we were used to were very well done, I thought. For another thing, I will say that it was possibly one of the most daring choices that they could have made to decide that Thrawn and Ezra had gone to an entirely different galaxy and to open up a whole new world of storytelling possibility in this galaxy. I think that was a very amazing thing to do. And oh yeah, it just, it gives Star Wars the possibility for so much new life and exploration and excitement. And so that I thought was really great. I thought it was fantastic that they opened up the world between worlds. I honestly did not think that they would go there <laughs> necessarily because that feels like it's almost too esoteric a topic to consider in the world of Star Wars storytelling. That you can get to it in more niche storytelling like in animation and maybe novels, you know, comics, like that sort of thing. Like to do it in live action seemed like a very exciting thing to consider as well. I love the fact that they did not do it in such a way as to potentially affect the time-space continuum, as it were, not to create sort of alternate reality situations or anything like that, just to have it be a similar kind of vision quest situation, kind of like what happened with Boba Fett in the Book of Boba Fett, for example. Like, that was something that I thought was particularly enjoyable about that series as well. I also love the fact that they brought the Night Sisters into play. That was utterly and completely unexpected. I mean, I know there had been things kicking around out there wondering if Morgan Elspeth was a Night Sister prior to the start of the Ahsoka series, so apparently there had been clues that were kicking around for us to consider, but to go all in on the Night Sisters and bring in essentially a different kind of sorcery to Star Wars storytelling and to give it the kind of live action platform that they did, I thought was also a fascinating and really exciting choice to have Thrawn partnering with Night Sisters as well. Like if there's any one thing that has been a challenge for him to work around, it's been the fact that the Jedi have powers that he does not have and does not have access to, like Trump's kind of everything else basically. And so being able to work with Night Sisters gives him an effective counter to Jedi powers. And you know, without out having any, you know, Darksiders working with him, then that's certainly a great secondary option. So I thought that was a, a wonderful strategic move for Thrawn and also a wonderful, you know, storytelling move by Filoni and company. And last but not least, we were talking a while ago about the idea of recasting certain characters, and I hope that they decide to recast the character of Valen Skull as much as it's a shame that Ray Stevenson has passed away just in general. General, but you know specifically of course for this instance that he just portrayed that character so fantastically well that it's almost impossible to imagine any other character or any other actor taking on the mantle of that character and doing it nearly as well his character was just so fascinating and I really hope that they continue his story arc because yeah of all the villains yeah Morgan Elspeth was you know terrific once again Shinhati was also very compelling in that sort of like, you know, wide-eyed, innocent reaction kind of stuff with her master, and then the sort of crazed zealot reactions with Ahsoka and Sabine. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of compelling stuff there too, but man, oh man, I want to see what happens for Balin's goal next. And so, yeah, the great job with the villain characters overall, and in particular with Balin's goal, and I hope that he continues on in some fashion. And so, 
That's what I've got for you about strong points about the Ahsoka series. And again, if you agree or disagree, I'd love to hear about it. If you think there are other strong points that I didn't cover, I'd love to hear about those too. If you're on YouTube, comments are right there. Let's have them. And if you're checking this out in just audio only, then please head over to the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.